Have you heard of Clubhouse? It's pretty buzzy in Silicon Valley, and it's elusive to the public. It's got big names. People like Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg are showing up on the app, and they're bringing a lot of attention with them. So what even is this? Joining me is Vox's Terry Nguyen. Hey, Terry. Hi, Teddy. So give me the quick and dirty, what is Clubhouse? Yeah, so Clubhouse is an invite-only chat app that is pretty much very audio-driven. So when people get an invite to the platform, they're able to log on and select a room that they want to listen in on and just pretty much listen to conversations. It's kind of like a conference call, sort of like an unedited podcast, but people are just there to just listen to what other people have to say and maybe chime in if they're given the chance. Gotcha. So these are sort of like pop-up panels, conference calls, um, and this is new, right? It's in a beta launch phase, but um, it's got a couple million users. Tell me like the types of people who are on Clubhouse right now in this beta stage. So the app launched in March 2020, but it really took off sort of in the early months of 2021. And a lot of people, a lot of different types of people are on it. But kind of if you're paying attention to Silicon Valley figures, uh, there's a lot of tech folk on there, a lot of um, founders, people who work in startups, uh, venture capitalists, investors. Um, There's also a number of uh, people from creative industries. Mm. Uh, There are a lot of uh, black creators, um, entertainers from the hip hop industry are also on there and making very popular rooms. And it's also getting a larger international audience as well. Huh. And that kind of mirrors lots of early adopters of social media platforms, right? Cultural and tech figures. I find it uh, super interesting, um, but it feels like the arrival of Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg in the last week or two has made this a much more mainstream app, or, or at least has indicated that Clubhouse's moment has sort of arrived. Yeah, it definitely feels like the arrival of these major figures makes people kind of feel a weird sense of pandemic FOMO. And since this is sort of an app where you can listen in on conversations, there's not really a way to get access to those conversations after they're done. Hmm. And so I definitely think now that it's hedging towards the mainstream, exclusivity becomes a boon for Clubhouse. Interesting. And so just to unpack this for for folks who are not on it, because as I mentioned, only a couple million people. So these are almost like live podcasts or or tell me about like the types of content that if someone, you know, joined Clubhouse tomorrow and they wanted to know what sort of stuff they would find there. Tell me about these audio rooms and the types of things that are being talked about. Well, on my homepage, I've seen a lot of rooms kind of about Instagram marketing, for example, or how to get more followers on social media. But I've also dug around on the apps and there's a really interesting diversity of rooms. There's places where you can practice a foreign language or there's places where you can look for personal finance advice. Um, And there's also a really fun room which basically just streams music and beats for about hours on end. And the cool thing about this platform is whoever wants to create a room can do so at any hour of the day. And so it's kind of like a 24-7 talkback radio all-in-one app. Huh. So it has a lot of similarities to Twitter in terms of a public conversation. People uh, can come in and out. People can post or, you know, start their own rooms. It's very user-driven. Obviously, like on Twitter, um, there is concern about with any social media platform that's so open like this that things could go wrong. And a lot of the social media platforms that reached pretty big scale 
sort of belatedly had to come up with content moderation policies to regulate what types of things could be posted and reach a huge audience. How is Clubhouse thinking about moderation? Is it more of a free-for-all? Is it more structured? Tell me about that. Clubhouse is still so new, it's in its beta phase, but um, its founders have said that they're more aware and they're putting in more resources on content moderation. Some female tech journalists who've covered the platform said that there needs to be better resources devoted to kind of hate speech and harassment on the platform. There is you know, controversy over kind of what kind of discussions could happen because there's just a range of conversations that are happening, private or public. Um, Some one thing, interesting thing I've noticed is that you can go into a very entertaining room, but it can kind of, the conversation can spiral in a different way. And that's truly difficult to moderate compared to, you know, Twitter or something that's posted and you can take down. This is what someone is actively speaking. I guess one example, kind of not moderation from Clubhouse's end, but I think a few days ago, um, Chinese users kind of flocked to the platform to discuss uh, more so prohibited topics um, that, you know, they're not able to talk about or post about under um, the Chinese Communist Party. And China actually imposed restrictions on the app. And so users can no longer go on the app store and download or even use it. So Terry, I wonder what the future of Clubhouse looks like. Um, you know, obviously a lot of things kind of get early traction, but becoming an app at scale and becoming, you know, a, a touchstone culturally across demographic groups, across age groups, across continents uh, gets harder. And there, there, I guess there are two main things I'm thinking about that, that seem to be possible issues, but I want to hear your thoughts. Like one, would be what happens after the pandemic. And you were kind of referring to this as a, as a FOMO feeling earlier. Um, you know, a lot of people are bored, have time on their hands, maybe miss social interactions. You know, I, I certainly do. And that brings me on occasion to Clubhouse. But um, that that seems like one. And the other is is competition, right? I, I believe Twitter, um, which obviously has a built-in user base, has a lot of the same types of conversations. They're building a Clubhouse-like product. Uh, what's your gut say about where Clubhouse will be in a year or so. Yeah, we do know that the founders of Clubhouse want to make it accessible to everyone. Um, Right now, it's only available on the iOS app store, and, you know, you have to accept an invitation to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, But it's interesting to think um, kind of there's major figures like celebrities and tech investors, people who already have a built-in platform, are going to Clubhouse and kind of carrying those audiences with them. But will this be an enjoyable platform for a general audience, someone who might not have as many followers? Yeah. I think that's a critical thing to think about, um, you know, when a platform is growing. And I do think Clubhouse wants to, you know, invest in its creators or people who are on the app. They announced that they're launching a creator pilot program, which will boost about, you know, 40 or so um, major people on the app, more so to fame, I guess. But again, I feel like a social app would only be sustainable if audiences, regular people can use it. And also find a way to um, be known just by virtue of being on the platform. You can follow more of Terry's work at Vox.com. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. 